Hi, this is Fred Tattashore, and you're listening to the Fandom Podcast. Hulk smash! You have to listen now! Listen now! Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 123. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. On this episode, we are going to be talking about your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but first, that's going to dissolve in two hours. We got Nick English. Hey, dude, I got some ice cream in there. <laughs> you deserve it. You're a criminal. Oh, man. And introducing the presidential fitness program is Jeff Dumas. How many more of these are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Patience. Patience. All right, and then who am I? I'm just the guy in the chair. I'm Brandon Uscio. Is it wrong that I identified the most with... With Ned? Yes. That's yeah. terrible. How- <laughs> Dude, you are a stereotype now. What's wrong with you? Jeez. I think that that character may have just been modeled on me. I'm just, just saying. Uh, That's funny. Even, even if he was modeled on Genki from the comic books, I feel like Genki was modeled after me, so... It, it, it all fits. It all fits. All right, let's jump into the news sponsored by you. Head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast to learn more. The first bit of news is really depressing. At the age of 95, Joan Lee, the wife of Stan Lee, has passed away. She, uh, she and Stan Lee were married for 69 years, and she was actually the uh, inspiration behind Spider-Man, is what, she, what Stan Lee said when he was here in Salt Lake the last time. She was a year older than Stan Lee. That She's is 90, nice. She was 95. Yeah. So Stan Lee's 94, right? Uh, he yeah, may. he was He was in March. I know that. So I don't know when his birthday was. He but. likes the older women. Good for him. <laughs> a whole year. So uh, she was a British former hat model. She married uh, somebody right after World War II and came to America and ended up not loving her relationship and met Stan Lee and got divorced and an hour later got married okay well so not that quick for the meeting divorce marry but met stanley stan like was like i don't care that you're married you're a beautiful lady and he and he pursued her and so she went to the courthouse got a divorce and an hour later they went to the courthouse together and got married so but they they were married for 69 years that that doesn't happen very much when you have celebrity status so yeah especially when you're like the godfather of all comic books Right. And like one of the most popular people in the world. Hmm. Yeah. He good for him. That's really sad. Yeah. Uh, there, there's stories saying that, uh, Gwen Stacy, the character Gwen Stacy was modeled after Joan Lee that back in, uh, back in the early days of Marvel, you know, he, Stanley was thinking about putting up the, putting up the, uh, writing pencils or typewriters or however you would write. And, uh, he was talking about giving it up and Joan told him, before you quit, why don't you write one comic that you're proud of? And the article that I'm reading says that it was the Fantastic Four that was born. However, it, it, when he was here in Salt Lake, he had mentioned that she inspired him to write Spider-Man that way, and that he even modeled Gwen Stacy after his wife. And then another writer killed off Gwen <laughs> Stacy, not realizing uh-huh. he had big plans for her. So that's the end of that. Um, really sad news. I think that kind of eclipses a lot of the news that we have. So. In other news, Marvel's New Warriors, the show on Freeform, which I will always remember as ABC Family, has uh, has been cast, and it looks like they've got Squirrel Girl, and it's not Anna Kendrick. I am totally okay with this. 
Okay, what are you totally okay with? Because I, I haven't announced anything yet, so go ahead and announce it. <laughs> no, I like I like the girl that they cast, and I think she will be awesome. You mean I, Milana Vaynerchuk? Yes, I've been following her career ever since she was on the AT and T commercials. And she, is, oh, is she the AT and T commercial person? Yes. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. I, I I always thought she was like super cute, and she was really cool. And so I was like, I'd always try to see if she was in any other shows. And I'm really glad that she's going to be Squirrel Girl. She was in This yes, Is Us. If you get a chance, Google her um her acting reel. It's pretty funny. She made a joke one, and she is only playing dead girls in fake cop shows. She's always yeah. the dead body. It's she's funny. really, really funny. Like she's really funny, and so yeah, she's been on I, At Midnight a couple times, and yeah, she's yeah, funny. she's she's funny. She's done a bunch of improv. She was actually she's actually an immigrant to the country. I want to say she was even a refugee. Um, Uzbekistan. Is that right? Is that the is that the country? Pretty sure. <laughs> because the right next to Wakanda. Because at midnight did a whole not totally not the Olympics Olympics, and they got her, I believe. Okay. <laughs> so no, but she she knew that she wanted to be an actress, and she worked really hard at it. So good for her. Um, you, if so, sticking in the ABC Freeform uh, universe, we have Derek Thieler from who used to be on Baby Daddy, who he's going to be Mister Immortal in the live action scripted comedy. So this will be interesting to see. This will be interesting to see how this goes. Uh this will definitely not have the Netflix feel, that's for sure. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be more of a comedy if they're hiring all these comedians. Um live action scripted comedy is what the what the yeah. description says. So is it going to be kind of like powerless but not? It's going to be like powerless but maybe successful? But hey, maybe no. last for an entire season? I loved powerless and i think it was successful did it get it a second did, season no not successful. That, does, that doesn't mean it wasn't successful joe it's kind of part of the definition no people the owners decided it wasn't worth continuing so firefly wasn't successful no <laughs> okay it, the studio killed it you know it's but it wasn't successful at all it has a origin it has a legacy now i'm but... just gonna sit back and let you guys argue this go for it. <laughs> Nick's not going to change my mind that a show that got canceled after one season is considered a failure. Doesn't matter what cult follows. So how many se- how many seasons does it take to become a success, Jeff? I don't know, but generally speaking, if it gets canceled during the first season airing, it's not gonna. It's doesn't considered success. So, like, what if it was a three seasons? Is three seasons successful? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So I three think se- it has to do with. Okay, this is probably a whole other episode, but I would judge it by. Did the writers and the show and all that end, or was it canceled? Did it get okay. a Breaking Bad, I, 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 or did it get a Firefly? So on that note, then, most of the TV series in the entire world have been unsuccessful under, <laughs> yeah. your, okay. under your diagnosis right there, or under your definition right there. No, I, I, like, uh, diagno- I like diagnosis. <laughs> diagnosis murder. Dr. Jeff Dumas issuing the hard law. <laughs> That doesn't fit together at all. <laughs> Not at all. That was like two completely different things. Well, if I'm going with diagnosis instead of definition, several doctor, several I can go with law? Yeah, I know. All right, I was all just right, like, right. wait, this is not working. I am doctor lawyer. Or lawyer. I am the law. <laughs> doctor lawyer. Doctor lawyer detective Dumas. Well, I couldn't decide what I wanted to be when I grew up, so I decided why not both? So. Anyway, anyway. Okay. It's also a maid. <laughs> Speaking of Marvel TV series, 
uh like i'm just gonna we're we're, we're not going to convince i'm Jeff. totally i'm totally watching new warriors now because she's in that show like they they got me i probably wouldn't have watched it but now that they have the girl cast a squirrel girl that i don't know how to pronounce her name melina Trapp. yep i think <laughs> melina von trap from the von trap family singers she i'm gonna watch the show now okay so uh yeah new warriors this this will be an interesting one uh, you know what okay I'll talk about this more when we get to Spider-Man, but I think Marvel's finally going after my wife's demographic. So, uh, don't like superhero movies? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, right, I want to pitch the idea. It's a superhero movie for shows that for, it's a superhero show for people who hate superheroes. You know, get out. <laughs> Wait. Brilliant. My wife watches so many shows on ABC Family or Freeform or whatever it's called now. Uh, back in the day, Secret Life of the American Teenager, she we watched, watched Baby Daddy. She that. watched Melissa and Joey. And I really? feel like this, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so this, I, I feel like with this one, there's a chance they might be going after that demographic. Well, look at the station that's on. Exactly, and, and, and that's the So you got, so you got new, new warriors on freeform, and then uh, cloak and dagger also going to be on freeform. Whatever I believe the stupid so, but that's but that's another teenage drama comedy thing in my bobber. Uh, words yeah. and stuff aren't they're not that important on a podcast are they nope i'm good to keep going like this okay all right yeah, so uh but but that but that just says that they're diversifying because marvel is not uh is not locking themselves into one thing you, you look at how they have been doing their different movies and you know we've always said that winter soldier is a great spy thriller and that ant-man is a great heist movie and so now you're branching into these smaller genres because you know what? To be honest, Marvel's kind of covered all of the big genres. Now you're getting down into the smaller subgenres, and so these uh, goofy teen comedy scripted things are are the next place they're going. It looks like, uh, as opposed, and be, they can because it's on freeform, and that's what that audience expects. Then you jump over to Netflix, and you have Luke Cage coming up, and we got some news for Luke Cage. Season two, episode one, is going to be directed by Lucy Liu. Um, and that is a very different kind of superhero show. Um, and speaking of Lucy Liu directing it, did any of you guys know that she directed? Nope. I that, did not. It threw me off, but I... I just remember her from Charlie's Angel. I would assume that she probably has directed episodes of uh, Elementary, the Sherlock show on oh, yeah. CBS. I've never oh, watched yeah. that one. You know what? I, there are elements of that one that I really like. There are elements that I'm like, oh, this is just like every other cop drama uh, mystery whodunit on primetime television now. But there are other, other aspects that I really like. Wasn't Lucy Liu in that movie Crouching Tiger, Squatting Panda? Uh, that's not I think movie. it's Squatty Potty. Squatty Potty. No, was she in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? She was in the Kill Bill movies. I've got her eye Oh, Kill Bill. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, when did that movie come out? Not... So Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I'm, I had to look it up just to be sure, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're just being racist there. Um, no, I wasn't. I, now so I let's steer that. away from Nick's racism. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't she has, that. I thought that she was in it. She's movie. directed four All episodes look of Elementary. She directed an episode of Graceland, which she's not even on or wasn't on. Is Graceland still a thing? Did I get canceled? I, think. It wasn't I don't know. Was it successful? <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped watching it because it was... So yeah. that's you just ever watched it? You watched Graceland? I watched the whole first season, and then when the second season got annoying, really? yeah, the what first season, the whole, 
It was a whole house of different undercover agencies all living in this one beach house, and the new guy sent in because the boss said, hey, one of, we're pretty sure one of them is actually a drug lord. That's not the exact quote, but... And Sounds so it, like riveting familiar. television. It was pretty good, huh. but then right. season two was kind of just... I, I stopped caring. Seems to be a theme. Yeah, yeah. if I stop caring, it fails. Uh, yeah, so she's directed TV shows in the past. Not... Okay, so she's got directorial yeah, honestly, if, if it were Lucy Liu directs episode of Iron Fist, then I'd be concerned just because that'd be my mindset of Iron <laughs> Fist. He's is, racist. Throw something at the wall and try to make it, make it fair. Lucy Liu, she'll, she'll do it. But Luke Cage... Quick, like, ask oh, okay. Nick who should direct Iron Fist because that's an Asian-ish show, right? I need an no, Asian director. See... Stat. No, no, not an Asian cast. No, director. I like Lucy Liu because she is technically a Bond girl. When? Which Bond was she in? She was in Tomorrow Never Die. Oh. She was the... Asian what? agent no, that helps James Bond. She wasn't. Tomorrow never dies. Yes, she was. I drove a motorcycle through the streets of okay. Tokyo or Hong Kong I'm or one of those cities. Fairly certain she's not because I'm pretty sure I that's Lucy just Liu. watched Tomorrow Never Dies. Like, and it's... you lose the prize. Really? Because I'm looking at IMDb and there is a different Asian actress in there, Michelle Yeoh. Maybe that's oh, who I'm thinking of. So I get so well, we all look attempt. alike. Didn't you know that? In our attempt to to steer away from Nick's racism, he he turned hard back into it. And <laughs> wow, I'm really bad at this game. Yeah, so I I pulled up the YouTube clip. I will put that in the show notes. <laughs> I'm really bad at this game. So... I, hey, I got it right. I got it right in um Charlie's Angels though, and that was the first yes, one yes, said. she was in fact in Charlie's. <laughs> Can I'm really this episode bad at be called All Spider Man's no, really... Look Alike? I really think, really thought it was her, but I was really wrong. It's okay, Nick. I, I know we all look alike. So do you, white guys? No, I'm totally serious. Somebody did that to me the other day. The all white guys look alike? Yeah, they were like, "Aren't you this person?" I was like, "No, that's the guy that I'm with." I don't remember what it was, but I was like, "Haha!" I was just laughing because I thought of that. <laughs> you know who doesn't all look like all green guys? Because green. it's not easy being green. Hey ho! <laughs> After 27 years, Kermit the Frog is getting a new voice. Jim Henson was the original voice for Kermit the Frog. He passed away, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve he, he passed away a while ago. We're not breaking. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Henderson passed away, and then Steve Whitmire picked up the role. And for 27 years, he performed Kermit the Frog. And so he's retiring, and the Muppet Studio confirmed that he will be replaced by Matt Vogel. And it's really funny to listen to people give their bona fides for uh, for this voice puppeteering work. Because they were ta- uh, so they were they were talking about uh, some of the things that he's are, that he's done as well, and that he said Vogel has plenty of experience as well. He has voiced Sergeant Floyd Pepper, and the Associated Press notes that during his career he also stepped into the roles of Big Bird and Count von Count, which nice. I, 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 they're like oh, legitimate. Count has a full name. You didn't Count know von this? Count. One, he's just one, the Count. One Count. One. Is Count von Count. The Count. I've never, that is the first that. time I've ever heard Count von Count. Well, I don't have children, Nick. Nor I, I, I don't know if I watched Sesame Street, which probably explains a lot. But, hmm. yeah. Maybe, is that why you, maybe you never learned that Oscar the Grouch was the bad guy? He was just trying to live his life, man. It was everyone else <laughs> who was coming up on his property. I guess. I don't know. Is that what you wanted me to say? You wanted me to be mad about something? I, I, no, I was just thinking that a great movie that Lucy Liu was in was Shanghai Noon. All right, we got we to gotta fact second, check I him. I thought you were going to say, like, X-Men 2. And... 
<laughs> Not X Men Two. Shanghai Noon. She was princess you. in that show. Okay, like all right, you're game. redeemed. You're redeemed. She is wasn't there. Is he? That, okay, maybe not redeemed. Uh, you, you're right on this one. <laughs> uh, you know, that's Shanghai Noon. I forgot about that one. That one came she, out in 2000. She that's was also while. um. I think the best the part about Nick thinking of the Fabulous Five. I think the best part about Nick thinking she was a Bond girl was that he full on was like, "No, Jeff, you're an idiot. This was this. It was her. <laughs> you're an idiot, Jeff." He was. But that's still established. You're still an idiot. I was just wrong on this point. I tried to move us on by going to the next news story, and it just didn't yeah, work, Yeah, but then Nick was all like, Lucy, Lucy. She's, she's Viper in Panda. That's which one she is. And Jackie Chan plays Monkey, and he's one of my favorites. You know who? Pl- you know who's going to play an animal next? John Oliver. He's going to be cast as the new Zazu in John Favreau's Lion King live adaptation. You know John Oliver from... Uh, this week the tonight, show? and yeah, well, oh. <laughs> this week tonight, it's on HBO. He was on the Daily Show. Uh, he's 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 a British funny guy. He, yeah, he was on Community as the professor who didn't really have. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Did your to mother go. ever tell you not to play with your food? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Anyway, anyway, so some more casting news from that. Uh, James Zossi, Earl Jones. My lunch. I've lost Nick. We've lost him. We've he's he's gone. Uh, James Earl Jones is going to reprise him? his role. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one of those ones that no one will be able to replace. No one else can touch that it's role like, until James Earl Jones don't, dies. Here's the thing. I don't know that James Earl Jones can do the job, though, because he, well, he came back on... and did Darth Vader, and it was not the same. Jeez, <laughs> oh, whatever. It was not the same. Uh, you know, you, you can... are ridiculous right now. I, I, is it because I'm Asian or you're thinking I'm somebody else? Wait, I'm pretty sure that you are Jackie Lizzie, Chan. When did you join our podcast? Wait, all y'all look alike. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So he, I'm serious. In Rogue One, I don't think that Darth Vader sounded like Darth Vader did in the originals. Do you not understand the words that are coming different. out of my mouth? I, We're not I, talking about Shanghai Noon. I definitely agree that's with you. A different that show. Rush Hour. But it, um, yeah, that's not even. Anyway, I do agree that Rogue One sounded different, but it still would have been kind of wrong not to have James Earl Jones do it. Maybe have Fred Tattisher do I it. Think, I don't Fred Tattisher sounds just like Darth Vader from those shows. Yeah, is he? Does he do it for the cartoons or just like the rides and stuff? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does it for the cartoons and all that stuff. Well, whatever James Earl Jones doesn't. Right. Um. I he I think he also said that they were planning on him doing using him for Rogue One, and he recorded a bunch of the lines, and then they're like, oh, oh, never mind, James Earl Jones. Oh, is coming in. oh never mind, Fred. We got James. Like, oh, yeah. That reminds yeah. me of a really funny story that i heard on talking to the podcast yeah the guy who the guy who um does the voice of puss in boots but not antonio mandera oh yeah i did you read the voice of crocker i don't remember his name though anyway he was telling a story about how he's kind of the go-to guy to <laughs> for antonio banderas's voice and these people came to him and said we need you to do an antonio banderas voice and they played him a clip and it was him and then he said, um, that's me. And they said, okay, you're hired. And so I'm kind of wondering if that's like how Fred Tattisher is with Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> people believe that his voice sounds different than it actually does. <laughs> because everyone well, wants Darth Vader from A New Hope, not James Earl Jones in 2017. As he's grown exactly. older and his voice has changed. Yeah. And, and he's, not, he's not a voice actor, so he doesn't, I mean, I'm sure he's done. Younger. Yeah. He probably yeah, just did his voice. And then he was just like, what, this is not how it's supposed to sound? Honestly, they should just have are you telling me that I can't do James Earl Jones? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> this yeah. is CNN. Daddy is the breadwinner. Basically. 
All right. Hey, There's uh, one ooh, thing, Ray. It's yeah. baseball. So, also, Donald Glover will be getting, will be playing the adult Simba. So, you know what? I love Donald Glover. Not, not, not the, not, right, what's not, his face, Glover? Not Dan Danny Glover. Glover. Okay, Donald so Glover. When Donald Glover was first cast as Lando, I told my dad, hey, did you hear about Lando Calrissian? Uh, yeah, Donald Glover's going to be playing him. And he looks at me, and he's like, He's really trying a hard time that. not to say, isn't he a little old for that? And like, not that, not that Glover. <laughs> and too old. they're not even related. So. I know we established this on the podcast. We looked it up about that episode. Yeah. Oh, well. so it was fun to read. Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Uh, John Oliver. He's also a thief. Okay. He's also a rocket scientist. True. That's true. Helped get so. people to Mars. From Mars. Oh, home from Mars. Both actually. True story. Purnell maneuver. So, anyway, anyway, okay. So he also went uh, to community college for like seven years. He's also a stripper. He is done. Uh, we're really going off the rails here, guys. I'll just, I'll just wait. I can wait. That's fine. He he was Spider Man once, actually. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. So, um, we're reaching. Uh, we're reaching towards where it's starting to be convention season now. This last weekend, we had Salt Lake Gaming Con. I, through some mishaps of camping, was able to attend there and, and visit. We, did, we didn't do a whole Dude, lot tell of... tell your story. It sounds fascinating. <laughs> mishaps of camping? Gaming Con? Uh, no. No, I was actually supposed to go camping, and they decided not to open a campground, which means I drove for two hours for one night for... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I'm not bitter <laughs> at the U.S. Forest Service at all. Um <laughs> Come on, a nerd going camping is a big enough feat in and of itself. Uh, Remember your Claritin? Drag, dragging his friends. No, I didn't actually. It was really bad. I'm, I'm kind of glad it was just one night. Uh, <laughs> I was just joking, but okay. That seems to go to, oh, I forgot my, when you forget your medicine, your Claritin. Anyway. Yep. Um, so so I, I got to go to Gaming Con. It was awesome. They did a lot of interactive things for kids and stuff like that. They had a whole area for tabletop and board gaming. Salt Con was there and they had a... Uh, board game library where you go and leave your driver's license and they would let you check out a board game from them and you just play a game for free it was really cool um, on the other side i helped them set up 160 network drops for bring your own pc games and that one was that was fun uh they did that was fun but, doing work yeah yeah it was yeah i, I, I messed up like love that. and you'll never work a day in your life I, I i work a lot of days out of my life let me tell you um no it, it was it was fun 60 okay what did you do so they set up uh, places for people to bring their own computers to play oh, games. Oh, I got you. And so I took one network drop that the Southtown Expo Center gave them and converted it into 160 network drops that people could go plug in their computers. Nice. I think, you know, because I wasn't really involved in this one near as much. I helped set up that, but that was about all I was involved with. Um, I think they ran out of patch cables, so I had all the ports available for them, but they didn't have the cables. <laughs> but I don't think they filled up all of their seats anyway. I think they had about 100 people playing at any given time. That's cool. Um, yeah, so which blows me away because I'm like, I'm not going to lug my desktop and my monitor over to a video game convention to play to play PC games on my own stuff. But a lot of people did. So Here, buy this ticket, come to our convention, bring your computer, and but they play, also had, play your game. They, they also the, had a bunch of Wii U's and PlayStation 4's and Xboxes and stuff oh, like I, that. I, I know, that. Some of the funnest times I had in high school and college were at Land Park. I loved it. <laughs> high school, college, last week. And that's pretty much what that was. So that was, it was a lot of fun there. I, I did run into a uh, podcast there. I have been, in the past, well, since Pop Culture Con, I've been listening to Dungeons and Dragons-based podcasts. 
Uh, and the first one I started with was the Adventure Zone. My wife actually banned me from listening to that as I was going to bed, though, because I would lay in bed and chuckle because they were really funny. Um, and she's like, and I was like, I'm not making sounds. And she's like, I know, but you're chuckling. And so you're shaking the entire bed. Wiggling the bed, you giant Asian. Yep. That's pretty much what that, it was. That's how uh, she and, said it too. And, and she couldn't, rem- she couldn't remember my name, but she was like, you were in that one movie, right? You were in Charlie's Angels, weren't you? All y'all look alike. <laughs> Who did I marry? I don't even know. I thought your name was Jackie Chan. Where's all your money? That uh, offensive at all. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway That's so exactly I, how your wife sounds, too. I so bet. getting back to the cool D&D podcast that I found, it's called Gathering of Ages, and you can find their website is wordpress.gatheringages.com, or you can search for them in all the podcast directories. They seem to be in there. They're, you know, they're, they're pretty funny. They're, it's a family that gets together and plays uh, Pathfinder. And that's Pathfinder. Yeah, Pathfinder. It's the probe that landed on Mars. Yep, that's the one. I don't know. It's a game. So Pathfinder is a role playing game that is very similar to, uh, if I'm remembering right, D and D fourth generation. It's the fifth one that people are that's current, and I want to say Pathfinder is more like the fourth one. Uh, Anyway, they they have a lot of fun. It's uh, some brothers and their mom and. I find it awesome that their mom plays. That is awesome. With them. I'm going to have to check so. this out because if mom is there, then you know those boys are on the, their best behavior. Either that, and that or that's mom okay. Is that's awesome. another thing too. Like you can listen to this one while uh, while having kids around while at work. It's family friendly. I've listened to six episodes so far, um, and the, so they do an episode. It's an hour long, and then later in the week they do a behind the scenes where the dungeon master and his mom sit down and they talk about what's going on and you know because she this is her first time playing pathfinder so i actually find the behind the scenes very informative to me as somebody who's never played a role-playing game before because you know i I find it valuable because she's like oh i thought this and i thought this but then i found out this and i was like oh that is good to know because i don't have that experience and the and so she tries to get some extra information out of the dm and the dm tries to get some extra information out of what the characters are thinking so anyway it's 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 kind of it's Two episodes a week, if you listen to podcasts, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know what? I think we should have um, our moms on the podcast, too. I think that would be good. Be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. You you have fun with that. Um, I just barely I got my mom, my mom onto an iPhone a few years ago, and she can text now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my mom's really good at sending me pictures. My parents this weekend just tried to get my grandma to how to show her how to save pictures from Facebook, and she was having a hard time understanding double click. As in, like, you need to click twice rather quickly, Grandma. And she would still click. Click. No, click. no, faster than that. And then finally they get a photo saved. What do you want to call it? Grandkids. How about something more specific? Because there's a lot of grandkids. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> fun. So, yeah. No, I, she, I, was, I was impressed with this family. We got, I stopped and talked to them for a few minutes. So, wordpress.gatheringages.com. Um, calendar note. Uh, we've got D23, which is the Disney uh, Expo convention thing coming up. And we've got uh, as San Diego Comic Con coming up. San Diego so Comic Con International, please use its full title. San Diego Comic Con Space International. San Diego period. Comic Book Convention, San Diego International. What? Let us use the. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just being <laughs> a dick about the whole. Uh, you can't call your thing Comic Con. We're Comic Con anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean. There's. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lawsuit that. I, it looks like, okay, so there's some more news. Uh, it looks like in September, well, right now it's scheduled for September 21st, which also happens to be the same day that Salt Lake Comic Con 
that starts. San Diego Comic-Con brought a lawsuit against Salt Lake Comic-Con about using the word Comic-Con and being trademark infringement, saying you have to license this stuff from us and you have to turn all this stuff over to us and your website's property of ours now and you owe us all sorts of money. Salt Lake has spent almost a million dollars in legal fees on this and a lot of other uh, uh, a lot of other conventions have written... I, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I think they're amicus briefings, friend of the... Friend, anyway... Uh, they, they've written there. Please help us out. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, please do. But they've they've written uh, things saying, "Hey, Comic Con is a generic term that stands for comic book convention that was being used well before San Diego." And so they are. So Salt Lake's going to court to prove that their trademark is invalid and that and it'll open it up for all the other conventions. So really, they're doing a huge service for all the other smaller conventions out there who couldn't fight with San Diego. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this turns out because there are arguments on both sides. I tend, and this because I'm in Salt Lake and because I know the the con uh, founders, convention founders, I tend to side with Salt Lake, and their argument makes the most sense to me. However, the court of law is not always about making sense. Sometimes it's about dotting your I's and crossing your T's, and so we'll see how this turns out. All right, so yeah, uh, San Diego Comic Con D23 coming up expect lots of news maybe we should uh rather than hoarding the news until we start talking about it maybe we should just start posting it to the facebook.com slash fandom podcast so that people who have liked us over there can see all the news that we see no i, I prefer making him wait jeff mm-hmm. jeff's like a dragon he likes to hoard things he's the uh, he's uh, the judge jury and executioner of this podcast that's why i feel so judged right now about my asian dr Confusion. jeff dumas investigator at law he's the judge too so now he's doctor judge detective and lawyer come again for judge fudge we're gonna call huh? you judy what was that what was that how i met your mother reference you dr- judge uh, dread too jeff we'll i am dread. the law oh different i i you probably mean a different dread what <laughs> you're young you're what young. is happening right now what is what the heck so san diego whatever is happening what's going on <laughs> all right all right okay so Can let's let, let's change let's let, let's, let's change topics then. But before we jump into our main discussion, I've got a question for you. No, no, no not you, Jeff, not you, Nick. Does it you, itch? You, Do you have you, an itch you. that needs to be scratched? No, that's not the Does question. Does that scratch just burn and burn? That's the, no, no, itch. no, 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 if that's not the question. If you feel that that scratch needs to be itched, you should donate $1, $1 to our Patreon. Okay, how about this? How about this? How, how about this question? Are you enjoying yourself? No, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> You're Just enjoying yourself, now, and that was... itch scratches, and you need that itch to feel good. Donate one dollar to our Patreon, and you will feel better, and that itch will be scratched metaphorically. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> let one dollar a month. Just let him let him fizzle out. He'll he'll tire himself out. You know you know. I'm ar- I'm already done. You guys can keep going. All right. I'll, okay. All right. So so, so here's my question. Leave him alone. You know. It's... Here's my question. Is is you guys listening to me be in pain from trying to wrangle this all together worth 25 cents to you? That's basically what it is. We go about an hour, two hours long every week talking about the different things from across the fandiverse. We keep you up to date on the news. Uh, we possibly make your commute shorter or make your workday seem a little shorter. Uh, if that's worth 25 cents to you, head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast. Pledge a dollar a month. That's about what it boils down to. A dollar a month, 25 cents an episode. Uh, and if you pledge at least $1, you will receive exclusive patron artwork. 
and you'll also help us to reach some goals. That first goal that we have is to help equip Nick with some new gear, which in turn is going to increase the quality of the art that you receive. That's a win-win situation. So again, head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast and go ahead and scratch that itch. Thanks. Thanks for bringing it all together. <laughs> yeah, I, I had, to, had to tie that full circle. I had to tie that full circle. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. I, that, that's what did. a good host does, Jeff. <laughs> not when what friends I, do. Not when I was confident. They lift up. They don't pull down. They lift up and they build. They're not destroyers of friendships. They're builders of friendship. I think I could just sit back most of this episode and let you and Jeff go at each other. No, nah, I'm, I'm pretty much done. I'm, I'm good. All right. All right. Okay. So this uh, this past weekend, we had the latest reboot in the Spider-Man franchise. Spider-Man. Huh? The reboot was Civil War, man. You know. was, Civil- was the reboot Civil War? That's what I'm I'm qualifying. The, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm qualifying. Okay. All right. Civil so we War, had. It was a really good Spider-Man movie. So we so we had a we had a new Spider-Man movie and a new Spider-Man universe unconnected to the previous two Spider-Man universes. And not connected to the future Spider-Man universe. And not connected to the Venom stuff. There's there's going to be a future Spider-Man universe for this uh, for Tom Holland, but not necessarily in the MC, or not necessarily in the Sony universe. Contracts and stuff like that. That's that's difficult. Uh, this opening box office weekend, Spider-Man: Homecoming brought in seventy-five point eight million U.S. dollars. Uh, but but if you include Monday, it's reached up to one hundred twenty-nine million. So. I don't know where people are getting their numbers from. I'm going to go to boxofficemojo.com. Uh, what so day box did off- we see it, Jeff? What? Saturday? We saw it? We... Yes. So as of July 10th, Spider-Man Homecoming has made nearly $130 million. One weekend, $135 million. It cost $175 million to make, so they haven't broken even yet. They will. <laughs> Yeah, g- give it a little bit of time. Uh, oh, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, refresh, Plus the, refresh. So 129 million domestic. When you add in the foreign, that's 139 million domestic, which gives you, or not domestic, 139 million dollars. Don't do math on air. And which gives you about 268 million dollars. Okay, they made their money back. They're good. They're good. Oh, phew, I was worried that Marvel and Disney weren't going to make their money back. Hey, I was, Sony. I was legitimately concerned for Sony, but Marvel, I'm sure. Hey, Marvel. Okay, so uh, this is this is some of the news that I wanted to talk about. This Marvel has their logo on there, but Marvel does not make a single penny of this Spider-Man movie. Marvel did not make any of the money. Marvel makes the money for Civil War and the future Infinity War. So this is just a this is just a good investment for Marvel. Right. This is this is a good way for them to be like, hey, how did Spider-Man get taser webs in the? In the in Infinity War, so but, is that how we get Taserface? Spider Man Taserweb him. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so uh, oh, yeah, so sorry. but but the way that the way that the deal went, I because we sat through that and we watched all the credits. There was not a single Disney logo. There was a Marvel logo, and there was a Sony logo and a Columbia Pictures logo, but no Disney logo. And so the, it's very much like. Is there ever a Disney Mar- logo? I, I believe there's a Disney logo. Somebody can correct me, but I'm, it was. I need to watch but the, that now. But the but the contract clearly states that from this picture, Sony gets the money, and so Sony I can, gets the money. Marvel gets the credit. I'm okay with yeah, that. Pretty much, pretty much. That's pretty much how this went. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Sony, we will make your movie. We will do this. We'll cast it. We'll direct it. We'll write it. We'll do this. You get paid. 
just don't touch it. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming did very well this opening weekend. It was a Sony production with Marvel help. It felt like a Marvel production with Sony help, but Sony gets the money. That was the whole point. Okay, so let's talk about this movie. Let's talk Let's talk about it in, spo- in full spoiler uh, terms. So if you have not seen this movie and you do not want to be spoiled, and I'll tell you, there is one awesome part that you will not want to be spoiled at. Turn on, yeah. pause the podcast and go see Spider-Man. Tell your boss that you have a family emergency. Go see the movie. Hit, get matinee prices. Turn the podcast back on. What you do, if whether you go back to work or you go home, that's, that's completely up to you. Uh, you or be a responsible adult and finish your work day and plan accordingly. Oh, Jeff, come on. Well, it's because I work, with, region today. I, I work with too many people who are important who would take you up on the, oh, I'm sick, <laughs> and then go see Spider-Man and not come back. My boss <laughs> oh, is constantly say that saying, your boss listens to this. My boss, is, he doesn't listen, but he, he, he's constantly saying, oh, I'm just going to go home today. I'm like, no, you, you can't. We kind of need you in here. <laughs> you kind of need to be here. And then well, I, he'll, I'll make a joke about, uh, I'll leave. And he goes, no, if anyone gets to leave, I get to. Okay, fine. You, you <laughs> All right. So spoilers begin in three, two, one. Vulture okay. Is Liz's dad. <laughs> Every time. I don't know why I'm ever surprised, Jeff. Every time the spoiler. Spider-Man dies, but, you know. Well, that would make spoiler. Dude, That's Ned does not get superpowers. But he gets to be the guy in the chair. Which is pretty. Okay, did anybody else feel like Ned was just the guy from Ant-Man? No. No, I totally felt that way. Yeah, like he was just kind of that same character. Yeah, to me. I mean, just kind of the no, supposed to be comedy relief sidekick that is really excited that his friend is a superhero. Okay, so side note, you said supposed to be comic relief. Did you not feel these two characters were comic relief? No, they were. Okay, that's that. That was their purpose is to be comic relief. But it it just it's it felt so similar to me that it wasn't refreshing enough to me to, for me to be like yay this guy's so awesome i don't know so here's the thing about uh about ned he is based off of the character genki from the uh ultimate spider-man universe where uh, miles morales is at like a boarding school has a best friend slash roommate named genki that's a big asian kid and uh he finds oh, he i didn't finds even out, notice that he was asian he finds out what yeah he finds out that uh, that Miles is Spider-Man, and he he's actually in the comics. He's actually the one who helps Miles develop the web shooter fluid and stuff stuff like that. Uh, he's the he's the brains of the operation. He's the guy in the chair. Um, in this universe, Peter Parker is pretty smart on his own, so he's figured out a lot of stuff without uh, Ned's help. But yeah, he's a. He, he, he was taken from the comics as inspiration from the comics. And I would say a lot of characters in this were taken as inspiration from the comics, but not actually the comic characters themselves. MJ was not a redhead. MJ was not a redhead. Uh, her name also was not Mary Jane. I know. And that was kind of weird to me, which was, I'm okay with that. That kind of felt forced, but I'm going to let it play out. Well, and even during the movie, I was like, Jeff, they're showcasing this girl way too much. She's going to be so. At what point I actually told Nick, I'm pretty sure only Peter and Ned see this girl. Like, no one else knows this girl exists. <laughs> it's like, she is an illusion. She's Tyler Durden, you know, she... Which actually makes, which actually makes a lot of sense, because Mary Jane Watson was supposed to be the supermodel, like, gorgeous, unattainable girl, but at the same time, the girl next door. And there's no way in the world... Okay, I'm a nerd. I grew up... All my friends were nerds. None of us, none of them could have gotten like a New York supermodel. 
So one of the things that I really liked about this was that there was a big diversity play in this show without really shoving it in your face that, oh, we are changing up all these, or we're having all these characters of color in here. Because if you think about it, the main characters, the only two that were really white were, you had Vulture. the main people in the show. And you had Spider-Man. I mean, Liz, she was uh, African-American. Yeah. MJ... African American, Ned Filipino, maybe Filipino. Uh, Flash Thompson was it? Flash Th- Thompson was Indian. Yeah. Uh, and so Middle Eastern, maybe. Yes, uh, somewhere in there. Somewhere they they, they didn't they didn't somewhere specify that. But, that was cool. Uh, I liked that. You know, and they didn't they didn't. It, I didn't notice it until later on. You know, it was about two thirds way through the movie that I noticed it. And then there was the scene. Okay, so Jeff already spoiled the big twist that uh, Liz's dad was Vulture. And that was one because, I was upset at myself for letting it catch me off guard. I was like, that is so, it was like, it's one of In those, retrospect, it's so obvious, yeah, like, what like, they're of doing. Of course, that's what it is. He keeps talking about his family, he keeps, but he doesn't, they don't show it. So obviously, his family is going to end up having been a character. But and I really liked how. I noticed uh, with the Vulture saying family and whatnot, sorry for interrupting. In the trailers, right. it plays, in the trailer or two that I saw, it very much plays that Vulture is talking about his family as in the thieves he's with the men who also do this crime with him it makes it seem like that is the family he's fighting for not a legitimate family not that yes. your family of thieves isn't legitimate people <laughs> listen. Uh, um so yeah i i really liked how they played that one close to the vest though they played a lot of stuff close to the vest and i really liked how when peter walked in to go pick up liz for the homecoming date and then all of a sudden uh adrian tunes walks out and it's like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. I, I was literally like, what? <laughs> and then, and, and then a few minutes later, you know, when he's like, I'm Liz's dad. And then a few minutes later, his her mom walks out and is this black lady, and you're like, and, and I was like, okay, so this is Sony and Marvel saying, if you were trying to figure out how Liz's dad was white, this is how. But mm-hmm. we, you know, they like it felt it. they had. Yeah, it, it, it felt like they were preemptively striking against racist fanboys. Liz's dad can't be Vulture. Liz isn't white, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, that's uh, similar to why they had to keep the MJ thing a surprise. Had they been out, had they announced, hey, Zendaya's going to be MJ. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, she's going to be Mary Jane. Well, you can't. Well, it, that would have freaked a whole bunch of people out. Well, and there, she, were, there were, but, and it did. If you remember, we talked about it a little bit because they were like, oh, she's going to be Mary Jane. And then a few weeks later, you get an interview from Zendaya saying and insisting that she is not Mary Jane. Well, she's not. She, well, she didn't say not she Jane. wasn't MJ. That's exactly. It's a good loophole. But I, I, I really like her character. Better. I liked her character of just. Oh wait, she's yeah, I don't Gwen Stacy, right? What about Gwen Stacy? That was Emma Stone, right? She was Gwen. Emma Stacey. Stone was Gwen Stacy. Uh, I was gonna say yeah. I like her better, but well, the same character. So you'd be comparing it to Kristen Dunst or um, what's her name that actually got cut out of Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I don't remember that. The girl from Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh. She was cast and they Divergent had filmed. Divergent Girl. Divergent yeah. Girl. That's her name. Cheyenne Chainley Woodley. Woodley. Uh, she was cast and actually had filmed some stuff and the director realized, whoa, whoa, whoa we've got three villains and no script. I don't think we need Mary Jane. <laughs> and we're the not no going to have a third movie because this one's terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I was OK with that. I mean, <laughs> I think what did it, I think what made it easier to accept was it made they made the character someone we liked and wanted to see more of. And then, oh, by the way, she's MJ, not, hey, this character's MJ, accept it. I honestly don't think that Peter and her would make a good couple, though. 
Like, even if she is like, hey, I like you, and then she gets all cutesy and stuff, I think they're still going to have a not a good relationship. Won't be healthy. So I don't, I'm a little worried about that. For now, with this case, I'm willing to wait for Homecoming 2 uh, to wait on that relationship. Or Spider-Man yes, Prom. Yeah, we're that, yeah. I'm gonna, no, no, I'm gonna stick with Spider-Man Prom. Okay, okay. After this, and this, and I've I've heard a lot of other people say this, and I completely agree with them. I think the sequel for the next move for the next movie, the title for the next movie, should be Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Because at the end, when he tells Tony Stark, "Yeah, I'm not gonna be on the Avengers. I'll I I just grab more ground level. Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man." They, I mean, they use that enough, right? I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. There I'm was still a guy see. that was sitting next to us in the theater, and he was really loud. Like, I try to be soft in the theater because I know I can be loud. I probably don't always achieve it, but this guy was bad. Like, literally saying, that's Iron Spider. Oh, my gosh, that's Iron Spider. Oh, my gosh, I think that's Iron Spider. He's totally going to be Iron Spider. Blah, 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 and just going off for like 10 minutes. Fair, that's like the last five minutes of the movie. I know, but he was doing that the whole time. <laughs> you might he was doing it all the way through the credits. I, I do remember a couple times he dropped his phone, and I'm just like, why was it even... Why yeah, even I was even out. Seat and I kept having to get it for him. <laughs> okay, here, here, here's a quote from uh, Kevin Feet. Kevin Foley. Uh, <laughs> there's not even an Owen there. So, <laughs> Kevin Feige. He, uh, so he, this is a quote he said, we never even looked at... Okay, so this is talking about MJ, the MJ reveal at the end. He said, we never even looked at it as a big reveal necessarily, but more of a fun homage to his past adventures and his past love. She's not Mary Jane Watson. She never was Mary Jane Watson. She was always this new high school character, Michelle, who we, who we know there's an M in Michelle and an M in Mary. So we're clever and thought, wouldn't it be neat if her initials were MJ? And then I think it leaked that she would be playing MJ. And then it became a whole headache for Zendaya to have to navigate. It was never big, oh my gosh, it's a big reveal. There are big reveals in the movie, and that is not one of them. Okay, so so here's the thing. She is not, she's not going to be playing Mary Jane. She's not going to be the love interest. It's just an Easter egg. So, uh, you know what? I want her to be Ned's love interest. I can see that. That's they, would, they would actually be really, really fun together. Well, what about the reveal that Ned is the rhino? That, that didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> that I was, was, you're, sure it was. You're thinking of Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Paul Giamatti in the last five seconds of the movie. Oh. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. was confused as why. Yeah, Paul Giamatti and Ned, they look oh, exactly. I know. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't see race. I, everyone looks the same to me. You're not racist. You hate everyone equally. No, I love everyone equally. There's a difference, Jeff. Mm, I like my answer better. All right, so... so MJ, Zendaya being Michelle or MJ is an homage to Mary Jane. It's not an actual thing. It's an Easter egg. Holy cow, were there a ton of Easter eggs in this movie. There uh, were a lot of them, yes, for sure. Kate, I didn't catch any of them. One of the ones that I pointed out to Jeff is the principal has a picture of one of the Howling Commandos, Commandos on his desk, and it looks exactly like him. And then Jeff looked it up, and it's the same actor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same actor, and, and so it's uh, quote actor, and they're both uh, descendants. The same last name. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that's awesome, because I saw that like when he was sitting in the office, and he's like, you need, you could be a good student, Peter, or whatever he's saying. And I was looking at on this filing cabinet, and I was like, wait, that looks like a Howling Commando. That's, so that's cool. The, that is the second Howling Commando descendant in the modern MCU. If you watch Agents of Shield. Yep. Oh. Um, well, okay, we so count, we could count Peggy Carter. Oh, she's not a Howling Commando. She was a Shield. Yep, and gotcha. she, could she be considered a Howling Commando? She was kind of around during that. In time. season, in whatever season of she opened Agents of Shield, 
she was with Dum Dum Dugan. Oh, it might be no, the third. Yeah, uh, sir. Yeah, she she's a uh, at least honorary Ellen Commando, if not official. Because I'm sure there's some sort of stupid World War II military thing of woman can't be a Ellen Commando, even in a fictional universe. What were we talking about? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about Easter eggs in the in the Spider-Man movie. So my favorite Easter egg, the one that got me like, oh my god, like up on my the edge of my seat. I think I made that noise too, which was a good thing. It was pretty empty theater. Um, so theater, lucky. <laughs> okay, so it was Donald Glover's character. Yeah, uh, and this is because I really love the uh, the Miles Morales character, and Donald's Glover. Donald Glover, he was kind of the inspiration for the look of Miles Morales, and then he did the voice for Miles Morales in the in the cartoon, in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. So uh, in this movie, though, he plays Aaron Davis, who is Miles Morales' uncle, and he mentions that he has a nephew that he's looking out for, and so... I didn't you know, give you a location. You, you don't know anything. <laughs> hey, man, I got ice cream in there. So. You need to get better at this part. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know, he... he, he I, I was so excited because I've, you know, I've read that whole arc right there. And if, if anybody wants to, uh, wants to have some great story, go back and read the Miles Morales backstory, the original Miles Morales backstory. And, uh, they've got, Aaron Davis is a great character in there. He ends up being a character called the Prowler, who's kind of an anti-hero. Um, and so I, I thought that was pretty cool that he was, that he was, uh, saying that, yeah, yeah. Miles Morales is an actual character. He said, they've got a nephew. Knowing Sony, they're going to change his name, but he's there. He's there. Now, knowing um, Sony, they're going to cast a white guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't do it in this one, Jeff. I know. I'm just assuming Sony's going to screw up Spider-Man again. Did you guys notice the Deadpool reference? No. Assume I didn't. Okay, so in gym class, where, they're, where the girls are playing the F, Mary kill game, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. and, and, they're, and they're talking about uh the avengers and they're like oh and i wasn't liz who was all like what about spider-man and they were like you don't know what spider-man even looks like like what what does he look like underneath his mask he could have massive burns on his face oh little bit of a stretch but i like it i like it because everyone's always confusing spider-man and deadpool because they have the same i like it not being able to see his skin was kind of the big push for donald glover to play spider-man was why can't he be black no one knows so one of the a few of the ones that I loved was uh, both shockers. I thought both of them were awesome, and they had like the little quilted triangle sleeves on. Yeah, like 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 cool. when he uh, just before so the first one cool. died. Yeah, I was all like, oh my gosh, he's wearing the same jacket, and oh, okay, all right. And then they killed him, and I'm like, is this how he well, gets his been, There powers? are a few of them. Yeah. Well, right, right, right. But I was like, is this how he gets? Like, yeah. there's no, there's no way he dies. The best part way. about that is Vulture just going. I thought that was the anti-grav gun. No, no, that's over there. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, and then there was the guy, the scorpion guy, too, at the end. Yeah, he had the scorpion tattoo. I'm sure that character's name is associated with the scorpion. i just not familiar enough. I didn't catch really any Easter eggs that weren't told to me, because I am not, I didn't read Spider-Man. I've, I've only, the only Spider-Man I read was the first volume of Superior Spider-Man, and I don't think that counts. Yeah, well, it's not, it's, there, it's not in this one yet. Um, they they made fun of the upside down kissing scene. Did you, did you catch that one? Kind of. When Karen was all like, "Kiss her," and he's saying it upside down. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, and, and then it breaks. They, I mean, that was very much making fun of that scene. Um, 
there was the little guy that um fixes everything there's a comic book character named the tinkerer that he was supposed to be he was he was cast as what's his face slash tinkerer on IMDb, what it said. Oh, I didn't catch. I didn't the know if they ever took him. I I just remember his name, the Tinker. I actually remember his name was Mason, something Mason. Yeah, Phineas. Sure. I didn't remember Mason. <laughs> so well, we're we're good together here, Jeff. Apparently. Right. Yeah, Phineas Phineas Mason. Uh, he he was a he's a villain too, which I thought was cool. So so one of my favorite issues that has Spider Man as a main character. Uh, one of my favorite comics. There was an homage to that that I that was very subtle, and I don't know if it was on purpose, but it sure sure felt that way um in avx uh nine the issue nine there's it's an issue where spider-man stays behind to deal with the phoenix version of colossus okay so that other people can get to safety and he's just getting walloped on and the jim chung who is the cover artist for that has it's one of my favorite images of spider-man ever where his suit's just in tatters and he's hurt and he's holding himself and he's just kind of standing there like lip the there was a scene where he, where uh, Tom Holland was standing just like this, like this image. And I'll put, a, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, I and just because I, my personal connection with that one, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, I don't know if that was an actual homage or not. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, they were take credit for it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Pretty much every named character in this uh, movie has ended up being uh, a, a real character in the Marvel universe that has there was that one, has ramifications there was one more thing that i noticed um and i don't know what issue it is but when he's like when vulture throws the house on him like the roof and uh-huh. he's like pushing it up um there's a comic book that that's directly from like, like in the 30s i believe the amazing spider-man it's it's a draw it's one of the drawings from the artwork from, i don't know which one it is we should ask charles all right, all right. Did he get back to you yet i'll ask him <laughs> we're waiting charles oh wait this isn't live shoot i'll tell i'll tell you in a little bit <laughs> all right all right okay so while we're while we're waiting for that response which probably will never come um what did you guys think about iron man in this like he he brought i thought he was kind of a jerk i i got this need to be there episode third or issue 33 amazing spider-man thank you charles or nick's google whatever happened first uh, um, yes charles is what nick calls google let's be honest oh, it's like so Karen. It's just a coincidence that... it was played by jennifer connelly which made me very happy rocketeer anyway, iron man Sorry, I had a thought. Um, I, I got the feeling that Iron Man was desperate during Civil War, so he found Spider-Man, gave him the suit, and then once that was done with, he was just like, I've got this kid I have to deal with. Yeah, keep the suit, check in with Happy, and it was just like ignored the whole time. It, it felt like, I, I, I told somebody, if you have some sort of issue with your father abandoning you, maybe don't watch this too much. Maybe don't. Maybe just one time. Attention. But it's just, you know, it's like, he, it's it's clearly a boy trying to impress a father figure, and the father figure has n- wants nothing to do with him. I, I wouldn't say wants nothing because he makes effort to save him and whatnot. But you know, he, you know, it, it, I don't know. I got that sense from Iron Man. He didn't really care. Like he doesn't want to be have to deal with Spider Man anymore. Well, and I felt like Iron Man showing up actually devalued Spider Man. And I know that's kind of what they were going for. Like, oh, he can't do this. He can't do this on his own. He can't do this on his own. But Iron Man kept showing up to save the day. And so when the building fell on him, I knew in the story, well, of course, this is going to be where Spider Man comes out to to redeem himself. But I was also kind of waiting for, you know, once he got out and started chasing down the the Quinjet and all that stuff, I was half expecting. iron man to show up 
right after like he resolved the issue and be like, oh, good job, kids. You got this. You figured this out. Here, let me let me wrap this up for you. Like I was kind of I, I felt like Iron Man devalued Peter Parker and the and the, the suit that Tony Stark gave him was kind of like an Iron Man junior suit. And I, I, yeah, didn't, I didn't I didn't like the absence of a spider sense and that spider sense was replaced by Karen in his suit. Well, yeah, there were a couple there were a couple things, a couple times that he, spider sense would have been super handy for him, like when he got blindsided by the shocker. Yeah, at, at, yeah. at homecoming. I really hope that they don't not have that. Like, I hope that he develops it over time or something. You know, in Civil War, there is a moment where you see, you can tell. I mean, this is Civil War, not Homecoming, obviously, but in the airport scene. Winter Soldier throws something at it, and the camera's on Iron Man, and his eyes widen, he goes, oh god, and he ducks, and something almost hit him, and he throws it back at Winter Soldier. So it's like, so they kind of are saying there is Spider-Sense in a, in a way, I almost said in this. Yeah, sense. but they, he didn't use it in this movie. There were so many times. Really I, at all. What I'm wondering is if there is, like, a possibility of, his, if his judgment is cloud, it can be clouded, it can be interfered with, because he, he left that with a mission of finding vulture he did not expect shocker to still be there maybe i don't know that's how i would justify it if i had to if i wrote the script and had to justify it some way i don't know the movie was too good to nitpick spider sense i thought it was kind of funny how they they brought in all of the different types of webs that he's had over you know 300 plus comics mm-hmm. in just like 30 seconds <laughs> it's like, right i was like what the, oh ah and it kind of made me sad because it it de- it did devalue Peter in the fact that Tony Stark came up with taser webs and rapid shot and you know, rapid fire webs and all that stuff. Like to me, part of the thing that I love about Peter is that he is innovative and he figures out a way. And and he is happen. he's and a he's, genius on his own. Yeah, he's a super genius too. And I was glad that they actually kind of showcased that a little bit. Like he's he's not paying attention in class and he still knows all the answers. And he's making web fluid while everyone else is trying to figure out how to do their assignment. You know, I mean, they did showcase that a little bit. So I'll, I'll tell you, I, I loved the Peter Parker in the school scenes. I loved him interacting with Liz because having been a nerd like that myself and been around plenty of nerds like that, that's exactly how you behave. Says the guy that dated cheerleader all through high school. Yep. Yep. And when I when I told her that I liked her, she was all like, yeah, I knew. So I, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course you like, do. I'm I'm beautiful. <laughs> no, it was it was more of a you're terrible at you're terrible at hiding that. So anyway, anyway, um, yeah, I need to go yeah. look at Lena's yearbook do to we? find out some things about you, Mister Ushio. I probably wrote hags in there. <laughs> Have a great summer. Nice. <laughs> I was real innovative like that. Um, super creative. Let's so let's see. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about about this movie? Is Karen a reference to something? Because my first thought was Karen Page, and it threw me off the whole time. And I'm sure that has not, they're not related. But is has Spider-Man had an AI before? Not sure. Great conversation. Um, I, so I, I don't think so. I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think about uh, his... Iron Spider, maybe? Iron Spider stuff, and I'm sure there was an AI in there. Um, hmm. I think that... So Karen, she was the AI inside of his suit... It was actually a last-minute addition that was uh, that was added and voiced by, like Nick mentioned, Jennifer Connelly. And you know, interestingly enough, Jennifer Connelly is actually married to Paul Bettany, who become before becoming Vision was yeah, uh, yeah, the voice that, for Jarvis. Okay, so that is either a oh man, we need someone to do this voice, and she was there to pick Dude, up, pick him up, or 
it was this will be a fun inside joke and i'm i'm hoping it was a fun inside joke dude i really love paul bettany even more now because i love jennifer conley now and i know that they are the new power couple have, have you Hollywood heard the story movie. of their kids seeing him in vision makeup they and being mad that he took it off i, no, I want purple daddy or something like that <laughs> okay so i have a question how did you guys feel about the vulture like not at all being the vulture i don't know enough about the, the vulture Okay, so the comic, in the comic book, the vulture, like, his big MO is that he can suck the, like, youth out of people, and it makes him turn younger. Like, that. Oh. Okay, so I, I, okay, so I was talking to a friend of the show, Jared Elder, about this. Uh, Jared, he, yeah, hi, Jared. Uh, And he had a really good point. So vulture, in the comics, he sucks the life out of people. In this movie, he kind of sucks, no, 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 he kind of sucks the life out of the people around him and the and the community around him to give it to give life to his family he does it more metaphorically than yeah it's more of a metaphor than a than a real like here i'm gonna suck your life out and also i guess i think that would have been just one step too far for this movie like you know radioactive spider we get it and i understand this move this universe this was more of an iron man movie and so it felt more like an iron man villain and all the iron man villains have been technology based but peter parker is also very if, so if you read the spider-man comics right now uh, there's a big parker industries and he's a multimillionaire, and there's some stuff with doc what? ock and stuff like that but Wait, he, peter can't be a millionaire he's supposed to be the nerdy kid who ugh. Yeah, yeah, because uh, time, Jeff. Because there was, because there was a time period where Doc Ock took over Peter Parker's body, became the superior Spider-Man, and started up a whole uh, it Parker Industries, made him lots of money, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and so he's, you know, he's smart enough to do it. He's he's got the chops. He can do it. He can be all that stuff. But with the right with the right stuff, he can be almost just like Tony Stark. Which means his villains could be like Tony Stark. However, you know, Vulture, that that would just... Okay, so Vulture was, I feel like, the best Marvel villain that we've had. I think he's better than Loki. He's definitely better than all of the Iron Man villains. Uh, he Because he's personable and relatable. Uh, you know, he was, he was talking about the 1%. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I agreed with him up until the point that I realized, wait... Because he's breaking the law, he is the 1%. So isn't he the bad guy now, too? So here's, here's, here's a thought. So is he the new Norman Osborn of this spider universe? Because, because he knows who Spider-Man is? He, he knows who Spider-Man is. He is the father of, quote-unquote, best friend slash love interest. And Was Harry a love interest? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, are well, you saying, saying Harry was a love interest? Best friend. Okay, best friend slash Friends love of the love. Okay. Yeah. So, e- so it's either... So I, was, I was putting those two together, like, Key key person in his life, right? Like best Although friend or sure slash love interest. I'm sure. sure, there was a fake out there somewhere. Yeah, Sarah, pull that one up for Jeff. He needs it. Don't He's looking need for it. it. Yeah, huh? You That's just what we call it. for it. Fic. <laughs> See, Brandon. Um, but yeah, so I, th- you know, they might be setting it up that way. I mean, it, it's literally kind of a Green Goblin esque type. Yeah, but I don't want the Vulture to be Green Goblin. Green Goblin is enough. He kind of is because Green Goblin's like literal power is that he has a flying saucer, pink bat thingy, and then he throws like pumpkins that explode at people. Well, so I I did I did get the vibe when Peter went up to Liz at the very end to apologize. I was like, holy cow, this is just like the like the goblins because now all of a sudden he's going to be apologizing to this guy's daughter uh, 
for putting her dad in jail without her knowing that it was him putting her dad in jail. And she's smart enough that she could become the next vulture. Absolutely. So you could have you you could have a generational vulture. Like she's a genius herself, and so she could find her dad's stuff and be like, "Oh, I can do this," and you know. Is there precedent for that? Does does the vulture have children in the? I don't in, think is so. There, is there a storyline where it's like, "Oh my gosh, the daughter of vulture"? Right, just, so Marvel Marvel is very is very uh, very much does not care about the comic continuity when they do their when they do their movies. Anything that they feel like they need to change to make it a more interesting story, they will. Yeah. How and and Sony is even worse at it. Well, not worse because Marvel yeah. does it well. Sony does it worse. Sony does the same thing, but it's not oh, always yeah. to make the story better. Doctor Sometimes it's Doom, electricity. I, that, that um, see, that's false. see, there's pre- there's precedent but, for for Doctor Lawyer Doom electricity. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I feel like Doom? I, I <laughs> get you're there. I I actually uh, decided. I told one of my friends I'm gonna start telling people I served my mission at Latveria and see how long it <laughs> takes people to realize. You should do that. I did the one time it's come up. So, uh, but but that's but that's the thing. Like I feel like this was the most Sony Marvel movie because it was the Sony Marvel movie. There were a lot of things that were changed that had Marvel not been involved, I feel like the fans would be on the warpath right now about how angry they are that they changed all this stuff. Like MJ is not actually Mary Jane. It's and then you've well, got the Vulture that, who doesn't suck life out to... of people. Robin at the end of Dark Knight Rises, you know, right. it's a funny thing. He's not Robin, but you know, the thing. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like that Sony's getting away with a lot of stuff that they wouldn't have been able to if Marvel had not slapped their name on the film. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 th- I could see the vultures cause you know, I'm done with the goblin storylines. They did that in both of the reboots. They both had massive flaws and they both had things that they did well. Well, and I vulture was in epi- er, episode. Wow. Close was enough. in, issue number two like he is also one of the first you know spider-man villains so i'm glad that they used him do we have a lot of female do we have any female villains in the mcu like um, i guess you got enchantress yeah. yeah so we got ragnarok so we have one and they um, also there have some the, lady extremist soldiers in iron the, man 3 what, what's the poison lady and that's the, not mcu Logan, uh-huh. uh, the wolverine is not mcu Oh yeah, it was X Men. Yeah, so I think that uh, in the <laughs> but MCU, hey, but hey, you know, Fox is Fox is being more progressive. I guess. In the MCU, they don't really have very many female supervillains, so maybe this is another way that they're going to reach out and try to diversify things. One of the stories we didn't talk about was that Ven- the, the Venom movie is going to have a She Venom. So you know, maybe, maybe, Never possibly, rumoredly, uh, and yeah. so maybe, maybe these, maybe Sony's trying to diversify some stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I really liked the movie. Here's the thing: all these little things that we're saying, well, this and this and this and this. Oh no, no, I, no it was a great so movie. much fun. It was. I I had a blast at this movie. I took my wife and kids to this movie. It may have been a little bit more mature for my five year old, uh, but my but my eight year old loved it. He came out like, "This is the best superhero movie ever." Uh, you know, the five year old was a little scared at some of the vulture scenes, um, and. But, you know, Spider-Man is one of those characters that you can identify with, especially young kids can identify with. Um, not necessarily in the comics. In the comics, he's more of, you know, current comics, 20, 20 30 something. But when, you know, when he you know, first like, started, like, he was the high school kid and everyone in high school was like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing I'm having that same issue right now, minus the spider power part. Yeah. And so I would say like Kamala Khan is probably Miss Marvel is probably the the new 
Spider-Man for that generation. However, however, I think that it's a Kamala Khan equals Spider-Man. Brandon Dushi. Yep. 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 It's true. It's true. Um, so I liked the movie. It was awesome. My wife laughed at things. I have never seen my wife like flat out enjoy a superhero MCU oh, okay. movie. <laughs> Careful where you go with the sentence, Brandon. Uh, I've never seen I've my never wife seen laugh. Is that weird? In my, in my present. <laughs> she's, she's always upset when I'm around. I wonder why. Um, no, I don't wonder. I know exactly Asian. why. So uh, she thought she married Jackie Chan. I know. Uh, <laughs> like, why are you not flipping around? Anyway. Anyway, so I, but she, she laughed. She enjoyed the, she enjoyed the scenes of Peter Parker being the biggest nerd in the world. And that gives me a little bit of hope because if she could laugh at Peter Parker being like that, that explains maybe why she, why she married me. So I just had a thought about Stan Lee's cameo. I think this might be one of my more favorite cameos because it was early. So so it doesn't suck you out of the movie during a fight scene or something like you did with Doctor Strange. It was early. And also you can replace it like just because it's seen where just people in New York yelling and then, oh, how are you doing? How's it going? How's your mother? And that could just that could have been a funny scene with actors or it could have been a funny scene with Stanley. Right. And I think that might have been one of the better cameos. I mean, I don't think I'll ever get over how you doing, Hef? And it's Stanley. But um, from the first Iron Man, but still. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, he's, I tell you, I'm nervous about uh, Stanley because about a lot of times. How he's a Watu now? Well, no, I'm nervous about him because his wife has passed away. And so often oh, when yeah. the wife passes away, the husband follows very quickly. Uh, yeah. I was just trying to think of any good female Spider-Man villain. And the, I can literally only think of two. Okay. Um, Black Cat, which is the anti-hero slash villain. She's, she's not really a villain, villain, but she she does fight Spider-Man all the time. And then there's one called Shriek, I believe. Those are literally the only two I can think of. Can so, anyone think of any other? I I don't know enough about Spider-Man's anything to know. Um, so if you're listening and you know a whole bunch of female villains that we missed, so I'm looking at uh, Tumblr page, which can be oh, a little dangerous sometimes. Because like, uh, okay, so his main ones are Goblin. Doc Ock, Kingpin, Hobgoblin, Electro, Sandman, Mysterio. Oh, there's Scorpia. Oh, is there a female Scorpion? Is there a woman Scorpion? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, Scorpion, Shocker, Vulture, Lizard. Ugh, I can't think of it. It's Shocker, Venom, Eddie Brock. The new Dr. Octopus is a Craven, female. Craven the Hunter. Who else is a big Spider-Man villain? Rhino. Venom and Carnage. Yep, Venom and Carnage. Yeah, I, I I can't think of like any more. Like I think I got like a lot of the like main main ones. I guess Lady, this, all, all the well, Madam sticks. Spider, but she's not a villain. Madam Web. Madam Web, yeah, that's her. Her too. Yeah, I can't think of any uh good female Spider Man villains, so Do you what are the odds of them making up a new one? Like It's Sony Lizard and the movies. They're gonna do that. I know, it's yeah. Sony. They're gonna ruin Spider Man. Just how are they gonna do it? Should we place our bets now or just you know? See, here's the thing. I feel like I feel like Sony is do. I think I feel like Sony did a good job with this movie, and it makes me wonder how much more credit we give to Marvel movies because they've got the Marvel name on it. Like, if Sony had put this movie out under the Sony name, we would be tearing it apart right now. I promise you, we would be all up in arms about the change that that Zendaya is MJ and that Flash Thompson was a pipsqueak little Indian kid. And that, you know, yeah, he was more of the cyber bully than the bully, but... One thing I'm happy about with this movie didn't have is I always hate it when the picked-on kid 
fights back at their bully, and then the bully gets mad and picks on him harder. Like, I always hate it when that happens. Like, in Stranger Things, when they Eleven makes the kid pee himself, and then he pulls a knife on Dustin. Like, that that's not how the world works. You got your comeuppance, now leave him alone. I'm glad they didn't do something like that with Flash Thompson in this. I mean, he was a jerk, and he got what's coming to him. I mean, what what he got was his dad's car stolen, which is funny. <laughs> Flash, I need so your you, car. Are you saying that, like, bullies won't come back? No, I well, like, no, is, I'm sure they is... will. I know they will, but it's just, like, I don't... That's not something I need. And a lot of the times, it's further than I think a real bully would go. You know what I mean? I don't know Maybe. what bullies you had, but... Okay, so... Well, was all right, well, like, I was definitely... I'm not saying I wasn't bullied, but once I defended myself, it was kind of like, okay... It really depends on how you defend yourself. Like, so when I, so I, I went through a phase where I got bullied. It's, it was ridiculous. I had a kid who barely came up to my belly button, give me a bloody nose one time because I was the most gentlest kid in elementary school. I was six, oh, I was over six feet tall and the kid was like four feet tall. Um, but he, you know, it, bullies, they, they, they don't make sense like that. If you fight back, like I fought back one time and it only made it worse. However, my brother got into a situation where he was getting bullied. He punched the kid and. I think he knocked him out. I can't remember how the story goes, uh, but there were he, he he hurt the kid, and other kids knew. Okay, we don't mess with him after this. Um, it 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 depends on the bully, and it depends on your retaliation. Sometimes they come back harder. Sometimes they don't. I'm glad that the movie didn't. I'm glad that the movie didn't say here's how you handle bullies. I'm also glad that the movie didn't make the bully look like he was a really cool kid. Like most anybody who would go and watch Spider Man would be like, man, that guy's a jerk. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I was glad that they handled bullies a little differently in this film. Like you, Jeff, I, I agree with you. And also that's one of those things with, I've heard of Spider-Man before. He kind of says it in civil war. I couldn't do it before I got these powers. So I can't do it now because I'm different, but I can't be different. Yep. And it it was that part, it was that part where like he was climbing the rope and stuff like that and or doing sit-ups and he was got distracted while talking to Ned and the coach was, Oh, good job. And he was like, Oh, and he, he saw him slow himself down. There's so. a great scene in uh one in Ultimate Spider-Man where the new coach is putting them through this ringer and Spider and Peter Parker looks through his head. Well, this is how Spider-Man would do it, and he dominates the course. And he goes, But I'm Peter Parker, and he fails immediately. And because the teach gym teacher was actually Taskmaster looking for Spider-Man, that immediately cleared Peter Parker. So it's <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you uh Last, or we, I got two more questions for you. Uncle Ben, they didn't even say his name. They, and you didn't get the, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, the mantra in this one was, if, you're, you're, if you are nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it. Yeah. So, I think, I think that it's just the age old, like, we don't need to see Batman's parents get killed every time there's a new Batman. You don't want to see Batman. those pearl necklace shattering again? You know, I'm, and I think that um, he had another inspiration in this movie, and that's what Iron Man represented like i mean iron man wasn't representing uncle ben but he was part of the i mean he was the reason why he was trying to get good he's like i'm going to become an avenger and then when he doesn't he's like oh crap i need to figure out within myself what i'm going to do and so he wasn't needed um yeah i just i think it was fine yeah like the movie i don't think the movie really suffered for it but i I wonder how they're going to retcon that in because you know that they are not going to have enough self-discipline to stay away from that they are they are going to they are going to make that a thing. Like you're gonna so, get flashbacks at some point. 
So it's safe to assume that at the end of this movie, Aunt May knows he's Spider-Man, right? We, we can safely assume that by her uh, reaction. I, ho- I really hope they don't just be like, oh, I'm getting ready for uh, Comic-Con. This is my costume. <laughs> if they do that, I'm going to be mad. Uh, what if... I wouldn't be surprised if in that, in explaining that in the next movie, or next time we see him, he says, well, you know what Uncle Ben always said, and this is my... I have the power, and so I have the responsibilities. He's going to do something... He, they're going to do something okay. similar with um, Martin Sheen's character in... And Aunt May's going to lose her, lose her memory, and she won't know that he's Spider-Man anymore, because that happens like ten times. Oh well, yeah, you know that's why we have the term retcon. Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm sure Spider-Man Prom will cover that in some way or whatsoever, or maybe even Infinity War will bring up something like I wouldn't. Well, okay, maybe... so here, here's the thing, Aunt May. I've got to go. I've got to go with uh, Mr. Stark into outer space to deal with some things, and then have Aunt May be sit around. No, you're not going to outer space, and then have him be like May. Uncle Ben always said. With great power comes great response. You know, something like that. Which is funny because no, he he didn't. But he, it's yeah. that classic argument. Uncle Ben doesn't actually say it at the end of the first issue of Spider-Man. Retcon. Retcon. We, we you just explained this. I know, but it's it's still fun to be. It's still one of those fun fun facts of like, hey, you know, Uncle Ben never actually said that. Yeah. Anyway, I, think, I mean, yep. even in the first Amazing Spider-Man, he says it, but not with great power comes great responsibility. He says something about if someone has the power, they don't just have the ability to stop it they have the responsibility or something like that uncle ben says it um yeah i don't know where they would have fit uh uncle ben storyline in here yeah i don't think it wasn't needed it would just make it be longer okay so then okay so here's my last question then how what would you rate this movie on a uh, where like what against what Uh uh-huh where on a scale of you mean against the other spider-man movies in the mcu as a superhero movie as a tom holland movie what do you? What are we you choose as a movie in general? Uh, it's you know I have a special place for the t- first two Tobey Maguire movies because I was super young when they came out, so I don't know if it's but it's it's the best Spider-Man movie for a while. Uh, it's I and I wouldn't put it at the top of the MCU. Well, here's this is my thing. Out of all the movies in the MCU that I've seen, this is the most recent. <laughs> my dad ends every one of his classes. Out of all the classes I've taught, you're the most recent. Anyway, all right. Here's my thought. I would give it a good 7 or 8 out of 10. And this is the reason why. I don't believe that they gave me enough of anything that was new that it made me feel like it was different. And one of the things that we always talk about, and I kind of brought this up a little bit before, is that with every Marvel movie, and we might have just ran out of ways to do it, we always feel like we're getting something new or we're getting something different. And then that specific series continues on um, with that mantra. So, you know, Iron Man... I felt like it was a John John Hughes kind of a movie. See, like, but, the, uh, but the thing is, is that's not new to me because that's the way Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 and Spider-Man, and Amazing Spider-Man were. Like, it wasn't anything new. The only thing that they introduced that wasn't the same thing that we've seen in those movies before is that Iron Man was a part of it. And now, instead of Peter Parker discovering it and it being a journey on his own and a journey of discovery within, he had, you know, Tony Stark telling him, this is how you're going to jumpstart, you know, your career or whatever, right? And then through through that, he was able to find himself, and then he made the decision at the end that he needed to stand on his own. He needed to grow up a little bit more before he became an Avenger or before he, you know, did whatever. And so it just didn't seem, like, as I was watching it, I just didn't, 
I loved watching, you know, a lot of the stuff. I didn't feel like any of the action sequences were anything different. Like, I really felt like in Civil War, we had, wow, this is this is different. This is amazing. Like, this Spider-Man swinging around and stuff like this is even more than we ever saw in Tobey Maguire or in Amazing Spider-Man. Like, there was stuff that he was doing that was super funny and, like, cool and swinging around and stuff. I don't feel like there was any of that in this movie. Like, the fight sequences were really kind of boring um, as far as swinging around or doing innovative things with his webs. And it might have been that he was just brand new at it, right? Like, he, he, he didn't have that innovation yet. Um, and frankly, most of the time, his suit was telling him, this is what Tony Stark thinks you should do in this case. And then he's trying to fight the suit and the person at the same time. Which, okay, I get it. Um, things I loved. This is the first time I've actually felt like somebody um, actually was Peter Parker, like how I felt that he was in the comic. I felt like Tom Holland, even if he wasn't a lifelong fan, he had enough people around him saying, this is how Spider-Man is, and this is what we want you to embody. And I think he did that like perfectly. And so that was the most gratifying thing for me. And that's why I give it an A. Okay. All right. I, you know, I respect it a lot because I was thinking... And when I was thinking in my head how to do this, I would do a scale of four out of five, which is essentially the same thing as what you had said. Uh, the reasons I felt like it was a four out of five is I felt like it was actually kind of a little, like an Iron Man light film, kind of like how Captain America Civil War turned into an Iron Man film. I feel like this turned into an Iron Man film a little bit. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's just because Robert Downey Jr. knows how to steal the, steal the show. Uh, but I, I, didn't, I did not like that this was not a spider-man standing on his own if we're gonna get a spider-man story and i know it's not an origin story but it's pretty dang close to an origin story let him stand on his own let us have him have an origin without the avengers uh when we were when we talked about guardians of the galaxy we went through david edelstein who's the film critic for uh npr and he just bashed guardians of the galaxy and you know what he actually really liked spider-man with the exception and i will agree with him on this with the exception that Marvel, everything is about building a universe. And so they kept shoehorning Captain America and the Avengers in there. Let Spider-Man be Spider-Man. Let him, let him grow on his own. However, I really, like, like you were saying, this is Peter Parker. He was, he was a nerd. He was socially awkward. He, you know, he was a different person under the mask than he was under, than he was uh, with the mask off. Karen. It was cool. It it explained a whole lot of stuff. It made stuff more realistic, but that still felt like Iron Man. Uh, I really, I think that it was more, you know, I, I think the things that gave it the extra points, you know, Peter Parker being Peter Parker, was the diversity play without shoving it in your face that this is a diversity play. Like, they were just characters. And with the exception of the mom walking out of uh liz's in into liz's house where you saw her and oh you know black white okay got it i didn't feel like they were ever saying look we're diverse and so i i appreciate that that gave it extra points in my book another diversity uh, that i liked is that she was so much taller than him <laughs> like i don't know why that is a thing to me but like just being the short guy and everyone always saying you have to date people that are shorter than you it was like not a problem for you guys but it was like yeah i can date tall girls <laughs> so, see i was always told that i had to date tall girls because or else they were too tall and couldn't date other guys like yeah that was that was something that always bugged me because oh, i was so like you're told date the tall girl take the hit short guy kind of 
kind of well not the hit because well and it's, it's not the, the, the tall girls were like hey i have to date you because i have to date somebody taller and so if you don't if you yeah don't it, it felt, it felt girls, a little bit then, like an obligation yeah and now this really has turned into an uh spider-man because we're talking about you know this awkward dating stuff i never i never dated wait okay i dated a girl that was the same height as me at one point but uh, all the other girls I dated were short. And I'm only 5'9 yeah. and a half, 5'10 if my hair's tall. So, <laughs> depending on which convenience store you're leaving. So. Uh, all right. Well, I want more Hannibal Burris, gym teacher. I'm pretty <laughs> sure this, this guy's guy a war, war criminal, criminal, but I'm supposed to play this stupid video. Wait, come back. Uh, what are, you, what are okay. you doing here? You don't even have detention. <laughs> doesn't even go here. Wrong movie, but close. I just have a lot of feelings. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, you know what? I we liked this movie. There were things that could have been done better. Uh, we're not blind to that, but we but we all really enjoyed it. All three of us really stuff enjoyed that it. Could have been done a lot worse. I didn't it's watch true. any of the trailers, and I had no idea that it was called Homecoming because they actually went to Homecoming, and that was kind of cool to me. See, <laughs> I thought I that was around. the dumbest part of the movie. Really? I was just like, ha ha, he's going to Homecoming. Ha ha, that's punny and that's just ridiculous. Well, it's silly. Was, I like those things. How would you have written it for Vulture and Peter to get into a car together completely legitimately? How would you have written it? What would you have changed? Oh, you're on the spot. Marvel's listening. Kevin I don't think any of us said we would have changed anything. No, you said you didn't like Homecoming. You didn't like that it was at a Homecoming. And it well, was, no, no, no. that was just thought... how they got Spider-Man and Vulture in a car together. What I didn't like about, what I didn't like about the fact that it was at Homecoming was that it took all of, it was Homecoming for all of 30 seconds. And she so, like, homecoming committee the whole time. I think I don't know. I don't asked her to the dance as she was going to the meeting. Anyway, yeah, I, I did, I didn't love the fact that you know it was, it was all of thirty seconds. Like, it was campy meh. to me. I liked it. Okay, I think, all I right. think if they would have stretched it out, you would have hated it even more, right? Had they Probably homecoming down your throat. Had yeah. there been Probably. people right, walking around going, "Have you got your date for homecoming?" And homecoming, 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 Spider Man. Oh wait, what? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, I think at this point, because I don't have an argument, I'm going to say it's time to wrap this thing up. Uh, let us know what you thought about Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, back me up here. Somebody back me up about the Homecoming part of it being dumb. Uh, it was kind of dumb. It was, oh no, I, I, right. I'm with you. It was kind of dumb, but at the same time, calling it Homecoming and not have a Homecoming might have been dumber. Okay. All right. So feedback at fandompodcast.com. Uh, if you guys feel like this was worth 25 cents, then head over to head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast and, you know, pledge a dollar a month. It's, it's not very much, but it will help us out a ton. So if you go over there, pledge a dollar a month, you get some exclusive art. We get to we get to work on some goals. And then from there, we move on. So uh, move on to bigger and better goals. And you were able to help us there from from the beginning of that. Before we end, I just want to give a shout out to our number one fan. I got to see her this weekend. It was good to talk to you. She doesn't want me to tell her by name, but I just wanted to say. Thanks, Mom. Thanks. Nope. <laughs> Mom doesn't listen. All right. All right. So, uh, you so, know yeah, so... who you are. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. I just want to thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. What the f- May the fandom be with you.